We grew up, it was seven children, single parent home. My father left my mother when I was two years old hmm. with seven kids. And um, there's seven kids? Seven, and I was number six of seven. Hmm. So it's interesting. So there's a paradigm that goes with that. It's a poverty paradigm. So I always say if it had not been for God to change that paradigm and to shift that, I probably would not be sitting here today, Sid. But growing up, when you live in, in that environment, it becomes natural to you. It's just normal because you don't know anything else. And I didn't know that there was something else to want until God came into my life and showed it. Now, you had uh, an amazing encounter with God when you were just a teenager, what, about 17? Tell me about that. Um, I gave my heart to the Lord. That's number one. Of and then number two, I had an encounter where God actually called me into ministry. And that was surprising, too. Um, I had grown up in church, but I didn't know that I should be saved. I didn't know anything about establishing a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that all changed my life. Now, what happened as God began to give you revelation that allowed you to come from that humble upbringing to a best-selling author today? Learning the power of the spoken word. A lot of us are waiting for miracles not knowing that the miracle is in our mouths. And a lot of things that we are repeating continuously is affecting our future. I didn't know that if I didn't want to see it in my future, I should not be speaking about it today. And a lot of times, even when we pray, we're exacerbating situations because we keep praying what we don't want and instead of praying what we want. Um, and in the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 17, talks about God calling those things that be not as though they were. So there is another realm where I believe God has already prepared everything that we need, but is locked up in the realm of the spirit. And we have to call it to us. And when we begin to speak, when we begin to, you know, uh, speak into our future and speak into our lives, things literally start happening. And it started when I read Genesis chapter 1. God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let simply means that there are prohibiting forces preventing something from happening. And it was something that suppressed the light. And so my prosperity, my potential was suppressed. It was suppressed by a culture controlled by spirit beings. And I believe that today. Now, you understand the spirit world because I as do. a young child, Cindy had an encounter uh, that I, I have to believe, Cindy, because of that encounter, you have an understanding of the invisible world like very few have. Yeah. Tell me about that. I had two of them. I was laying in my bed one night, and um, it was almost like the heavens opened up. And I literally saw angels descending and ascending, mm -hmm. similar to Jacob. I literally saw that, and I heard the most incredible sounds and music, and I was not afraid. And that's when I knew that there had to be a spirit realm. Then I had a reoccurring dream about my future being a deliverer. And um, all of these combined with reading the scriptures and then having a, an encounter with God. I, I remember the time when I was preparing, showering, and I had a vision, and, and it was an open vision, and I was standing on stage, and a costume of Catherine Kuhlman fell on me. And I was in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And God was blessing these people, literally blessing these people. And I had a similar occurrence one day when I was on stage 
and I stood up to minister the word of God. There was thousands of people there, and I literally saw the power of God without human intervention, without anyone laying hands. I saw the power of God touch all of those thousands and thousands of people. So I'm beginning to see that vision come into pass. That's what I I said to you before we went on the air, that uh, I believe this is going to happen. And at this point, I mean, can you imagine uh, as she walks by, she's just walking by, speaking, and you'll find out more about this, God's Word. Literally, the atmosphere changes when she speaks God's Word. Uh, And people can't stand. Why can't they stand? If you read about the temple, when the priests went in the temple and the glory of God was so strong, they had no choice. They could not stand because the glory of God, the Hebrew word is the kavod. It's a heaviness. Well, if heaviness comes on you, you're not going to stand. Uh, Cindy, did you just through studying the Bible come to this understanding or did someone teach you this? I studied the Bible and God opened the word up to me and I saw it in the, literally saw it in the word and I just believe the word of God. I tell you, Sid, today people everywhere are looking for solutions and very few people believe that the word of God is the solution. But now it is the only solution that we have because we've tried every single day. Well, what happened with your family when you started Oh my goodness, commanding. I started speaking. I started commending. I found out that I literally can command uh, things to come to pass just from using the word of God. And growing up in poverty, I mean, there's no money around. There's no, I wasn't educated. There was no one that had a degree in my family. And And I read in the scripture that you can decree a thing and it shall be established. And I took the word literally. I got saved. I was 17 years old and I went into my house. I was the only one saved. And we were talking about how are we going to pay this bill, how we were going to pay that bill. And then I said to my family, listen, in the word of God, it says we can decree a thing. And I remember standing in my living room, decreeing and declaring, we are going to be out of poverty. This is the last time we're going to be living in this house, living in this state. Six months later, we went from a rat-infested house that linked when it, you know, rained, it poured in my house, to living in a beach estate. Two questions. Yes. What happened to your family, and what is your, what, what's your education? You have a, you're, you're, you have a doctorate, yes. Mm-hmm. One by one, my family got saved, one by one. I remember leading my mother to the Lord. We were, we were sitting on her bed, and I asked her, did she want to be saved? And she said, yes. Well, I thought it was going to be more difficult than that. So I ran out in the kitchen and I said, God, she said, yes, she wants to be saved. He said, go in and get her saved. So I came, went back and I said, do you want to be saved? She said, yes. I went back in the kitchen because I couldn't believe it. I thought it would be hard. And then I led my mother mother to the Lord, begin to pray. Every last one of my family members are saved today and they're believers. And you're saying that's a wonderful transformation for Cindy. She must be an exceptional person. No, she has learned our supernatural God is exceptional, and he is not a respecter of persons. And when you get to understand her revelation, literally the atmosphere changes. I mean, she's got a Ph.D. There's no way she should have, she, she should have been in the Power 100 of Ebony Magazine with such company as I mentioned to you. Absolutely. Except God. And I promise you, I tell you, I I command you to believe that God loves you as much as he loves me. I command you to believe that God loves you as much as he loves Cindy. 
A lot of people say what you don't know won't hurt you, but it does. Um, light is the presence of God. It's the presence of information. It's the presence of revelation. And a lot of times we're in darkness like I was in darkness. I thought that my life would have to stay this way. Even though I was working and looking for ways of, of, of finding a solution to my personal problems, I found out it was because I was in darkness. And um, when you say let there be light, you give God permission to expose what he has already there for you. Sometimes it's right in front of you, so the light but you cannot see it. So the light gives you the revelation. The light gives you revelation. I'll give you an example. I was okay. in London a couple of weeks ago, and I, I eat grapefruit just about every single day. So this day I decided I'm not going to eat grapefruit in my room. I'm going to go downstairs and get grapefruit. I'm looking all over the buffet for grapefruit. I'm standing there, and as soon as I said, excuse me, could you tell me where the grapefruit is? All of a sudden, when I spoke that word grapefruit, I looked down. The grapefruit had been there all the time, but I couldn't see it. And a lot of times, we're blinded to things that God is trying to show us. And when you're able to say, let there be light, God can open up your eyes so that you can see the path that he's prepared for you, so that you can see the solution to your problems. And sometimes we're blinded. We're blinded by fear. We're blinded by doubt. We're blinded by our culture. We're blinded by people's expectations. We're blinded by sorrow. And God wants to shed light on our situation. We are not victims of circumstances. Okay, you, someone gets sick. You, you've been yes. sick several times. Several times. Tell me how this works. It was a self-fulfilled prophecy. I did not know the power of the spoken word. When I was young, I thought 40 was old. <laughs> And I said, I don't want to be old. So when I get 40, I think I will have accomplished everything when, I wanted to. Wait, wait a second. When I was young, I thought 70 was old. I'm telling I, you. I'm about ready to embark on We're my destiny beginning. right now. We're just beginning. So stop feeling sorry that the world's passed you by. I'm 70, and I'm as excited as a 20-year-old over what God's ready to do. <laughs> look, at, look at Abraham. He was 100 years old. Yeah, but and, I don't want any more children. But. Yeah, but God, God was saying, God said to him, you are going to be the father of many nations. And so Abraham couldn't look at the fact that he did not have the uh, necessary plumbing to produce that. It, it, what I'm saying is we have to give God a chance. God can do for you in one day what you can never do for yourself in a lifetime. Okay, give me an example I'm of gonna give you an physically example. healed. Okay, me being physically healed. Uh, when I was young, I said I wanted to be, you know, not dead. I wasn't trying to commit suicide I or anything. Understand. I thought I was old, I would be old at 40. But when I turned 36... I started having, you know, these symptoms of illness. So I was diagnosed with a hernia, hernia. I couldn't digest food. I could go on and on. But when I went to the doctor, he said, look, Cindy, we might have to operate. And I went back home and the Holy Spirit said to me, Cindy, you have spoken this over your life. And this is self-fulfilled prophecy. Reverse it. And I went and I repented for the words that I spoke and I asked God to reverse the words. And, and, and the next morning I woke up, I didn't have the pain, 
I used to have pain every night, excruciating pain. And I never had to have an operation, and I've never had indigestion ever since. Never had it. It was a self-fulfilled prophecy. Hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that many things that they're saying is evil spirits and it's demonic spirits. It's actually the spirit realm responding to commands that they have given. Even if it's said in a jest, like, you make me sick. When people say, you make me sick, they are prophesying over their lives sicknesses. I'll give you an example. One man said, I'll give an arm and a leg to see my daughter um, healed. Right. And guess what happened? Years and years went by. There was no cure. He has this accident, and he lost his arm. He lost his leg. Mm. Six months later, they found a cure for his daughter. There is a direct correlation between the things that we are saying out of our mouths and the things that occur in our lives. Tell me about your friend. Very negative, very negative. And would come to me with a lot of negativity. And I said, look, have you commended your morning? You have to change your words. Because if you change your words, you could change the reality in your world. And words are presence. It has power. It has prophetic implication. No geographical limitation, none whatsoever. And I I instructed her, change your words. And six months later, when I met her, her life had changed, her finances had changed, and she was praising God because that one little principle about speaking positive over your life actually changed her life. Uh, How about the person that got the $2 million business? I know that now that's big. I want you to tell them. Oh, okay. I want them to go for it. I want you to go for it. Let me go for it. Let me go for it. Let me go for it then. In my teaching, life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's not so much about people cursing you. It's about you cursing yourself. It's not so much you waiting for someone to pronounce a blessing on you. You could bless yourself. And so I, as I began to write these declarations out, one lady said she didn't have the book, but she remembered me being on television. And the gang came to our house because her two sons decided they no longer wanted to be gang banging. What she said was, when they knocked on the door, they said, where are your sons? We're going to kill them. And if you don't give us your sons, we're going to kill you. And she said all she could think about was her sons and her granddaughter in the house. Well, she began to make these declarations, and she said, I couldn't remember all the declarations. So I said, God, whatever those declarations was that was in that book, I release it in the name of Jesus. (laughs) And then the guy said, this woman is crazy, left the house, and never came back to kill their sons. The power of the spoken words. Uh, The children of Israel were, were going through the wilderness. The tribes, the 12, 12 representatives from the tribes were sent in to just, you know, explore the land and come back with a report. Ten of them came back and spoke a negative report, which affected the irrigate and affected the mindset of the people until they started complaining. And two of them said, look, we're well able. God said that we can have this. We are well able. Well, in their own mind, this is what you call a negative paradigm, they felt that they were grasshoppers. So they began to complain. And so God said, for every day that you complain, I'm going to take you into the wilderness for a year. 
So that's a 1 to 365 ratio. This is why we have to be careful in what we are speaking because for every negative word that we speak, we can potentially take our lives into 365 days or a year's worth of bondage. So we need to be careful. What I, we're I, I don't know mouth. about you. I'm thinking I may want to just put a Band-Aid over my mouth yes. and only speak God's word. What about you? That's right. <laughs> and if you can't remember the word, remember the principle of the word. And we have enough promises. A lot of times when people pray or when people want something to say, to speak over their lives, they're saying, I don't know what to say. But the word of God is full of promises. All the promises are in him, yea, and amen. And I, I, I want it. you to see what's going to happen in your oh, atmosphere yes. as Cindy begins to pray God's promises. You can do this. You can, anyone can do what Cindy's about ready to do. That's what I want you to understand. But wait till you see what's going to happen. Cindy, did right. you pray? This is from Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14. And I'm going to rephrase it. I am blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my downsetting. Blessed in my uprising. I'm blessed socially, physically, mentally, psychologically. I'm blessed relationally, interpersonally. I am blessed. I am blessed physiologically. I'm blessed. Every part of my life is blessed. I speak into my day and I download prosperity into my day. Success into my day. I speak over those that I love. I speak prosperity and success. I speak to my government that they will come into divine alignment, that they would lead morally and ethically. I speak into my business. I speak that my business is successful, that we are increasing, that there is no decrease. I speak into my home, that my home is a haven of peace. I speak into my loved ones. I speak that their lives is coming back into alignment. I decree and declare that wealth and riches are in our house. I speak into my mind, peace. I speak into my heart, courage. I speak into my feet that there are paths that I can walk on so that I can overcome every obstacle. I am the head and not the tail. I am first and not last. I am above and not beneath. I am loved by God. I am chosen by God. I am protected by God. Today shall come into direct direct alignment with the plans and purposes of God. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God. Today is my gift. Therefore, it will end perfect and it will end good in Jesus name.